0: Hello my name is uh, Sergio Halabi and I want to talk today about a an experience that I went through related to an anxiety attack that happened to me and it sort of like put my life on a completely different path a path that I never knew uh, I had in me or that I was you know destined to be on and It was a learning experience on several fronts, including knowing that something really bad could happen, uh, and that it could lead to something very, very good. So I remember a couple of years ago, I was at work and I am a a graphic designer. So that's my main focus. I studied it in university. I had been doing it at the time for nearly seven to eight years from different agencies and stuff. So I had been used to the agency life and we usually do get a lot of crunch times and a lot of dedication to the job. Uh, Usually it's uh, underappreciated, uh, underpaid, uh, but and mostly there's uh, overtime, not paid, uh, extra working hours coming in on the weekend, pressure from clients, from the higher management and so on. So it was pretty... Pretty hectic, but it's something that I thought I was used to. And up until that moment, I did not notice that it had been two years, literally two years, at the same agency that I've been working at, where I hadn't even gone out for, you know, to go out with my friends, see someone, do anything. I was married at the time, but still it was just like my and I had a son, and at the time, it was completely workhouse, workhouse. There was literally nothing else, and I didn't even notice I was doing it. And it took a long time for me to 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 notice that and a cry from my own body and my own mind to kind of tell me to stop. So I, I thought everything was fine, everything was going well, and. One day, I remember very clearly, like this is one of those days that I'll, I'll remember until I die. I was just sitting at my desk. It was around 10 in the morning. I had arrived an hour earlier, sat down, just a regular day. And for some weird reason, my, the left side of my face uh, and all the way to my left hand and half of my chest, so everything on my left side and my upper body, I started feeling like something is like something is creeping into it. Like it was getting numb, but at the same time, it was like something is crawling under my skin. And at first I ignored it because I thought maybe like I'm feeling hot or something, or maybe I should turn on the AC, but it just get getting higher and more intense. And I've started to feel like I'm hyperventilating and it gets it got worse and worse and worse, and I'm, and my heartbeats got higher and higher to uh, to an extent where I could actually hear it with my own ears, so I'm not even putting my hand on my chest and I can still feel my heart like literally pulse, pulsing in my chest and at the time, I didn't understand what what had happened right the the moment I started thinking like so many things come to my mind when when something like this happens. Like, is this, is this something real? Is this something I'm, I'm imagining? Did something trigger me? What's happening? And considering any form of mental illness that I faced before, I've only had to deal with depression. And I've, I've seen and heard of people talking about anxiety or panic attack, anxiety attacks and everything like that. But I had never experienced it up until that moment. And I was 20, I was 34, 40, around 29 or 30 at the time. And it it I was convinced at the moment that I was having a heart attack, and it was doubled uh, my thinking of a heart attack was doubled because my dad had passed away from a heart attack around 11 years earlier, and we already have that uh, heart attack problems within my family from my dad's side. so my grandma died from that, my uncle died, my dad. So we have it in our family. And I've always imagined growing up that you know a heart attack is the way I'm going to go. So immediately I thought I was having a heart attack. And I remember all I could do what, was literally just whisper to there was my colleague. She was sitting next to me on her desk and her computer. And I just leaned over and whispered. I told her, please, I just need someone to drive me home because I'm unable to do anything else. I'm I'm literally unable to to think, to move, to to, to raise my voice, anything. She was very understanding, and she, she got in her car. She drove me, and a friend of mine drove my car behind her because I work very close to my house. And I called my wife at the time, and I told her that I don't think I'm doing okay. I need to go to the hospital. I think I'm going to need to have my heart checked. It's I think I'm going to, like, you know, cardiac arrest, or I'm having a heart attack or something. She left her work. She came to me, of course, very, uh, you know, rushed, worried, and everything. And we went to the hospital. And I did an uh, EKG test to see my heartbeat, any irregularities, anything, any problems like that. And everything came back normal. Uh, I, I was like, I'm sorry, what? And the doctor said, uh, I don't see any, any problems here. Your heartbeat is fine. There's no problem with you. So I thought that, you know, she was also going crazy, <laughs> so I didn't even consider her. So I, I, we left the hospital, and I told my wife, like, I want to go to a private clinic, and I will get tested again, because this is, like, this is not normal, what's inside of me. I'm, I'm in pain. I'm a lot of pain. I went to another doctor, and they did another test, and the same result came out. And I was still refusing it. This went on till the rest of the day. At night, I went to a completely new hospital as well, and I had myself checked. And when I told the doctor that this is the fourth time that I do this, it was four tests in the same day, and everyone's giving me the same reaction that there's nothing wrong with you on a physical level, and I was not accepting it. The, The last doctor said, you know, like, everything seems fine physically, but I think you might need to consider that this is not something within your, you know, body, but it's more on a mental level. Now, me dealing with depression and having read about, you know, a lot of different mental stuff and I've been around it my whole life. So it, it's not a big problem for me to have to accept something like this. But the reality of how much physical pain I was in could not let me accept that this could not be real. So there was at no point in my mind, me believing, wait, am I making it up? Or is this my body telling me something? Is it all in my brain? Like I could just not conceive it because the pain was so real on a physical level. But after he told me that, I kind of like said, okay, maybe I should kind of take this into consideration and maybe have, you know, talk to a psychiatrist, talk to a therapist, something just to kind of see Is there anything there, or I go back to testing my my heart again and again. And a couple of days later, I was able to book uh, urgently with a a psychiatrist. I went to her, talked to her, explained to her that I had uh, history with depression, but this is the first time something like this happens. And when I started talking about, like, she asked me, so how is your life? Talk to me about your day. How do you go about your day? And when I was starting to talk about my day, I started realizing how unhealthy my lifestyle has become because up until that point, I had never talked about it. So it was always like just common. This is just common. And I thought like I could take it as long as I'm making money, as long as I'm providing for my family. Even if I'm not happy, it's fine. I can put it on the side. I need to sacrifice and all that. And while I was talking, I started realizing this does not sound healthy at all. Like if someone told me that they were living my life, I would be stopping them at at the moment. I'm like, whoa, whoa, do do you notice how bad this is? Of course you're going to reach here. But anyway, this went on. And then at the end of the, uh, the session, I was like, but anyway, it's fine. You know, I got it under control. I'm fine now because I'm aware of it. I don't have to deal with it. I just need to, you know, think differently when it comes to my life. And she was like, okay, sure, you know, go ahead and try it. And two days later, I was simply... Brushing my teeth, headed to work because it was this was after a weekend. So the morning after the weekend, going to work, and the simple act of brushing my teeth in my mind, I'm going to work. It was it felt like I've been running for nearly two hours. Like I could, there I was completely out of breath. I even went to the office while driving in my car. I I couldn't breathe. I'm like <sighs> the whole time, and I'm thinking like I just brushed my teeth. There was literally no physical effort that I did and it's this thing is coming back I reached I reached the office I could not get out I couldn't leave my car to go out to, to the to go up to to the office itself so I turned the car around went back home called my therapist or psychiatrist and I told her yeah this is more serious than I originally thought and every time I think about work or going to work I get this reaction from my body She was like okay i need you to book a session with me but from now you are not allowed to go to work for two weeks you are literally forced to sit at home you're not allowed to go i was like okay sure i'll work with that and i'll try it anyway after two weeks i started feeling better my chest pain was going away and i went back to work to an extent but it was very slow but I I visited my therapist several times and we've talked about stuff and she gave me uh, medication. I don't remember Zoloft. Yes, it was Zoloft at the time, even though I had a huge fear of any sort of medication because I I always fear this addiction and anything, you know, I put in my body. I don't want to get addicted to it. I don't want to feel like I, I, I can't live without it anymore or anything like that. And I went with it because obviously I didn't have a choice at the time. And I was always raising it to my psychiatrist, like, I need to, you know, like, know when I'm going to stop taking it, how it's going to happen, what is addiction, and she gave me a lot of education about, about that, you know, addiction is not you taking a specific medication for a specific amount of time, but you... After a while, feeling this medication doesn't help you anymore. So you are upping, uh, you know, upping the dose. And instead of one pill, you take two pills and then four pills and you move on and stuff like that. So t- she started explaining to me the, the danger side behind pills and stuff like that. And while what I was doing was still in, in you know under moderation and so sur- surveillance and everything like that. So that made things a bit easier for me to accept to take any sort of medication. And then while we were talking in one of the towards like the latest sessions towards the end which came after 3 months of of uh, of therapy uh, i would go two times a week if i remember correctly she told me this one line and it's funny because sometimes you hear stuff all your life and nothing ever makes a difference in your life and then sometimes a person comes and says Three or four words or just put something in perspective in such a way that you feel like, wow, like this is what I have not been seeing for most of my life. And she said, so now you're still at the same job where this happened to you and you're still living the same lifestyle that in which this happened to you. And I just want to give you this perspective that if you think of someone who has another like disease, for example, on a physical level. Let's say someone who has uh, Uh, diabetes. She said that someone has diabetes will, even if they're checking it and keeping it in check and taking insulin shots and doing everything they can to, to maintain their health under diabetes, if that person does not change their diet and doesn't take care of themselves outside of the medication that they're taking, they will always be in trouble, and it's going to get worse and worse. She said, you need to look at this situation that you're in, but look at it as a diet of your mind, of your brain. She said, you can take care of yourself now and take medication and come to me and see me and all that, but unless you change the diet in your mind, you will always face these issues. It's not just about dealing with something after it happens, which is recommended, but there's a responsibility here for the individual to actually, in those few moments of clarity that we get, to make a choice to change something within our life so that slowly we maintain a healthy change coming that would slowly get us out of whatever mental state that we are in. And she said, this could be the hardest thing you ever have to do. It could be an easy thing that you have to do, but as long as you can make a decision that you need to change that diet in your brain, things will always revert back to this situation that you're in right now. Even if you get happy, even if good things happen for you for a year or two years, the fact that you did not change your environment or the thinking of your environment, you will always fall back. To me, that was sort of like an an important wake-up call. I remember the same day I went back home and I spoke to my wife and I told her, this is what she told me, I don't think I should continue the way I'm living right now when it comes to work because my job is the my biggest source of stress and anxiety at the moment. I'm going to need to change something about it. And it was the first step that took me on one full year of research and coming up with new ideas, something that I can pull off with her and something that would create a different career path for me. And by the end of the year of that year, I was able to understand, okay, so I came up with this idea. I'm going to open. What is it that I'm good at? What is it that I love? What is it that I, I, I have a hobby for? I combined things that, otherwise, that you know, before I only thought these are just hobbies or things that would never end up making me money or anything like that. And I thought, and, and I reached this conclusion that I'm going to open my own board games coffee shop. And it was something I had researched for the, for that whole year perfected the idea because that wasn't the first idea it was first like okay I like books I like coffee I like different things combining I like fantasy I like Dungeons and Dragons I like this, this. and then like just me thinking about it even though I was going to work on a daily basis throughout that whole year to the same job the same desk and where I had my anxiety attack but just giving myself every day Five or ten minutes, it was so simple and yet so effective. I honestly, like, just, like, if I can give everyone an advice and something that could change their life, this would be it. Just saving five or ten minutes per day, thinking about a future project, something that I'm working on, planning it, making a budget for it, researching it, automatically takes me out of where I am at the moment and puts me in this, you know, plane where I can be myself, I am free, I am thinking and all that. And that actually helped me throughout that whole year. By the end of the year, I didn't even realize that I had accomplished so much because we were able to actually open the place. So a year after my anxiety attack, I was in my manager's uh, office and I actually gave him my resignation feeling very confident about it, feeling very uh, like in tune and peaceful. And even I didn't even have any resentment towards this company that made me like reach my breaking point or anything. It was, I was so disconnected from the place that I left on such good terms. And to me, it was like, I'm just going in a different career path. I was able to, to, to to play, to make my own uh, business, micro business, but it's mine. and, that led me on this, you know, like very peaceful year. Like I say, once we opened, and it, we were successful, and you know, we received a lot of good uh, feedback, and everyone was so impressed because the, the country I live in is very small; it's a tiny island, and no one has this idea done here before. So, it it, it was a, a huge innovation, and the the, the fulfillment I would feel. After this, it was like uncomparable to eight or nine years of, of graphic design and presentations and meetings and, and you know, all everything that even the good, like all the good moments that I would have throughout my uh, design career didn't even compare to me feeling like I have finally accomplished and I'm in line with my purpose or with what I feel like most comfortable with, which is hosting people, people who come in, for example, to my coffee shop, and I talk to them, get to know them, create this environment, and everything like that. It was so far off. And just me tracing back to where I had reached, or how I reached this, it was, it's so clear that it was from my own body, literally shouting and screaming at me that, you cannot do this anymore. You are killing us. You're killing the body. You're killing your mind and you're killing your soul on every level uh, because you're doing this and you know that it's not why you're, you're here. You're not here to slave like that. You're not here to do someone else's work. You're here to accomplish whatever you are here to accomplish. And it was a huge cry for help that, was, that, that came from myself to myself. And I feel very lucky that I was able to take it seriously and listen to what my body was trying to tell me at the time, not ignore it, not bury it, and just keep an open mind and a flexible decision-making mind that I don't know where life is going to take me or I don't know what path I'm going to be on. But I just know that if I'm so uncomfortable with where I am now, I am going to try and do something about it. And it's not like, I came from money or I had someone to invest with me or no, no, I actually worked my ass off to, to, to raise the money in order to open the place. So it's not even, it wasn't even on my, on my radar that I am able, I'm able to, to, to own my own business. This is that my, my family has never opened. I'm literally the first person through generations to own something. So I come from a very difficult background, uh, civil war. Um, uh, you know, mental problems, physical issues, uh, poverty. There so many hurdles and this was never even an option for me to own a business or to, to do anything about it. And I just found that because I was forced by myself to, to make that huge leap and that huge decision, I actually think that this happened and uh, I'm grateful and thankful that that this was something that it hurt me so much that it led me on a different path, which is so much better than where I was before. And I can't even look at myself. Like, I don't even know who that person was four or five years ago. I, I look at that person and to me, it's like, how could you live like this? Like, how did you accept to go through this? So, yeah, that's that's basically my my uh, my, my experience when it comes to an anxiety attack that completely changed my life and made me realize how much potential i have and how much all the voices that are in my head telling me you can't you can't you can't or you'll never or you don't even think about it literally if i can just shut them off for a bit even even five minutes a day it, would li- it led me to, to where I am today. And for that, I'm very grateful. Uh, I'm able to be more empathetic towards people who go through this. It's not, there's no judgment. There's no, uh, like any feeling of, uh, I don't want to know about you or you're exaggerating or don't, over, or don't over stop it and move on. You can do it. You're a man, all this stuff. To me, it's, it feels like I'm in tune with, with people. If, if I see someone like this, I just feel like I just want to pass on my experience to you and tell you that if someone like me with my background can make it, even if I made it on a very small scale, but at least I have peace of mind, which I never had before. I just hope that I don't want people to have to go through the pain that I went through in order to reach this conclusion, but sadly, I know also from myself that it's so difficult to listen to someone else, as long as you don't experience it yourself, like people can give you advice and give you tips and you won't change unless something big happens to you. So as long as I can tell people that there is a way out of where you are, because look at me, look at other people who have done it. This is to me, it's enough for now to 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 create that sort of help and to be there for anyone who might require that help. And I'm now studying uh, on more psychological stuff in order to be able to have people and potential customers and stuff to come to me and where I can help them in different areas in this life. So I'm I'm pursuing it this year and next year. I'm going to be studying, taking courses and taking stuff like that. So that at least what I went through doesn't just mean something for me but also for others as well and whatever i can help others with i i will do that because i know i needed the help at the time and someone was there for me so might as well just try and be there for someone else kind of like paying it forward and uh, yeah that's that's about it my experience well, Sergio, thank you so much for coming on to Silent Journeys and, and sharing your experience with your exi- anxiety attack and, and talking about how it changed your life. That was a, a really phenomenal story to hear. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate the, the fact that uh, you know, this exists because I know a lot of people will, will listen. And you know, if, if you affect one person's life, that, that's more than enough to, to feel like you have made a change. And that's exactly it. That's all I like. As long as somebody in the audience out there can can take some gleam of hope hope from this or, or a lesson learned, that is um, all I need to be happy from yeah. this project. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and good luck with your podcast. Hope it goes really, really big because it, it deserves it, honestly. Well, thank you. We, I can only hope.